Just Outside podcast, myself, Michael Vavella, and another special reoccurring guest. Another cap. Uh, yeah, another cap yeah. for Mike Newell. And he's he's out on a way day in Chicago. So we're, we're glad he got, took some time for us uh, this afternoon. Mike, how you doing? I'm good, guys. Thanks for having me back on. Yes, uh, as we were saying just before we started recording, I am in a hotel room in Chicago. <laughs> so I got that nice warm hotel lighting. Uh, great artwork. <laughs> on the walls yeah. Uh, yeah no it's uh it's a fun time so far of course fun time. yeah and I, we saw you had some fun last night you were at the cubbies game i was i was <laughs> um uh, you know i i am an employee of the toronto blue jays so <laughs> I, you know, saw, yeah. I was there for work purposes but at the same time like i was hoping the cubs could help us out um against the red sox but unfortunately right. uh the Sox came out on top. It was a great night. Like I've never been to Wrigley Field like inside the stadium before. Right. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. I'm like outside of soccer. I'm actually a really big baseball um, okay. fan. So just the, the historic nature of Wrigley right. and mm-hmm. getting to to see that up close and and be out in the bleachers was amazing. Right. It was an amazing experience. Yeah. Hundred percent. So yeah, that, like nothing I love more than when we're setting up these calls and we've done it a couple times. Just different area codes. I love it. Yeah. Like it's just <laughs> Toronto, London, Chicago. We just make it work. Yeah. That's what I vibe yeah. with. But yeah, three one two, baby. We're in the three one. We're in the three one two. Um, Chicago. Are you a deep dish guy or no? No, I hate deep dish. <laughs> I hate it. Everybody keeps telling me I got to do it, and I'm like, no, I've done it, and I'm just oh, yeah. I I don't I don't see the appeal. I'm more of like a New York slice yeah, yeah. kind of guy. Yeah. Um. Sometimes the Detroit style also is is, okay. is uh nice. But yeah, no, I can't do deep dish, man. It's just, it's not a bit. It's not a bit. I've never had it, actually. Keith, have you had it? Don't. Yeah. But I mean, I, I would like, try it. But... Try it, but it's too much for me. It's like, I like, like Mike said, like a nice like, thin, thin crust. Yeah, gotta be. New York slice, yeah. yeah. Can't if do you it. like a lot of bread in your pizza. Yeah. <laughs> just have lasagna. Yeah, you might as well. <laughs> Fair enough. But Is no, it... Mike, we had, we had to... Oh, sorry, Mike, go ahead. No, no, you're all good. You're all good. Uh, no, we had to have you on. Obviously, it's been, a, it's been a crazy, crazy, crazy season for Toronto FC. And uh, we obviously wanted to have you on and get your takes of what's going on in the club right now. And obviously, even for me, seeing stuff on Twitter and hearing things from some guys, like, we probably haven't seen the club like this since those 2010s, 2011 seasons uh, of... So kind of the dark times of the club and it's an unfortunate and i've seen a lot of things coming from like words from uh julian de and it was like stephen codwell we're making some great points mm-hmm. about the, the the state of the club right now but no i just wanted to get your your what you're thinking right now i know you're you're in the stands you're there a lot what are you hearing if you're overhearing from fans from different types of people what what's your view on what's going on right now with this club yeah look um it's a mess yeah. essentially um, yeah. like it's it you know it, you you come up with this plan um bill manning always talks about this five-year plan that he that he had presented to the mlse board and you know outlining what he thought would be a plan to get tfc back relevant not just in a on the pitch perspective but also in the community right yeah yeah i think the pandemic hit the club hard um mm-hmm. in terms of not just like financially and stuff like that but just like even just perception within the town right like yeah. i think it, it them being away for so long um hurt the club yeah. in a lot of ways so of course you want to go back into the market and make a big splash and of course you go get two guys who won the euro just a couple of months before 
you know, obviously that that creates waves, right? And in that yeah. sort of TFC's demo over the last, call it seven, eight years, is you know, you go out in the market, you try to make a a big splash, and then you try to, you know, you try to to then have a winning product through that. Um, yeah. And I think, I think that we always knew that you know TFC is willing to make big swings, and that's what we like about the club, or at least that's what I like personally about the club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but the, the the thing is, is that if you, you you swing big and you may hit, you know, just to bring it back to a baseball now. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say, <laughs> um, swing big, swing big, and maybe you put it over the fence, but you also could swing big and miss big. Um, yeah. that that's the way this sign was going going, and I think a lot of fans have recognized that. You know, just between what I'm hearing in fans, you know, from some people within the club, um, obviously through the podcast, through uh, Toronto yeah. till I die, right? Like it's it's just a lot of people are disappointed and and now frustrated, right? Because it's not just one season that this is happening, right? This yeah. is, there is a line that you can see, a through line of how you get here. Um, exactly. And it could have been yeah, avoided. Exactly. And a lot of yeah. people, you know, feel like it could have been avoided. But we are where we are right now. And, you know, you you bring in two quality players, right? In, in Insigne and Bernadeschi. And you now, a year from from almost almost a year to the day that they debut for the club, you may end up losing one or both. Um yeah, it's just crazy in the club, which is just crazy. Yeah. Like do you think they'll go? Not- do you think they'll go? Because I was I'm really behind on everything with T- Toronto just because of being over mm-hmm. here. And I wake up yeah. in the morning, I see the results. I only check on Twitter. I follow you guys. I, I see the clips that you guys are posting and try and get those snippets in. Um mm. Do you actually think either of them are going to be out the door and, and leave? In this, I window? think at least one. Yeah, yeah, I think at least one. Yeah, I think one will go. I don't know if both, um, but I wouldn't be surprised. I've said it. I've, I've been saying this um, since you know the the turn of the new year. Uh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I if if Lorenzo Insigne wasn't a Toronto FC player at the end of this season, I wouldn't have been surprised. Um, funny enough, I actually think it's Federico Bernardeschi that might go first. Um, yeah. You know yeah. that that uh, you know he took a, a pretty silly second yellow um, in Orlando a couple weeks ago. Yeah, um, and it's one of those ones where you know, as a professional who's been playing as long as he has at the highest levels, right? Like yeah. at the highest levels of the game, he knew what he was doing, right? Like, yeah. yes, was it was it weak? Was it a weak second yellow? Yes referee probably could have just given him a right. talking to and go on yeah. with it because because i mean the player that he you know he kind of headbutted he didn't really headbutt him yeah he eventually ended up getting fined um for embellishment from the league after the fact okay. so clearly the league, the league clearly saw that that was embellishment but at the same time you put yourself in those situations yeah you're asking to get sent off and he, of and he knew what he was doing right like he apologized yeah. for it afterwards on social media but it doesn't change the fact that you knew what you were doing and you knew that you know, you're going to be suspended for two games, one for the red card and the second for accumulation. So he's missing tonight. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure Lorenzo Insigne will miss tonight's game as well, again. Um, so, I mean, you, you're now talking about, you know, one player who's, in, and I'm sure you guys have heard about the athletic article that came out a couple of weeks ago, just highlighting the mess that is Toronto FC in terms of, yeah. you know, those two players are trying to rally other players to try to get Bob Bradley fired. Yeah. Um, those two b- butting heads with each other, butting heads with other teammates, um, with Michael Bradley. Uh, you know, it just, it's, this just hasn't worked. 
And, and, yeah. and look, it, that happens in football. You know, you bring players in, you hope they're going to be successes, but sometimes it just, it doesn't work. Um, and in this case, it, it to me, it's clear that it hasn't worked. And, and let's be real, like if they were producing and the team was bad, that's one thing. Yeah, but, exactly. You exactly. know, he hasn't scored a hasn't scored a goal or made an assist, and now I think it's twelve. Well, eleven yeah. played games, um, you know, consecutively. So you know, and and Lorenzo is picking it up a bit, but again, he just can't stay fit. And now there's questions on you know, could he play through what he's going through right now? The the indications are yes, but he doesn't want to. So yeah. exactly, and. Obviously, you mentioned Bill Manning, and I think the, the club, obviously, we, we talk about them hitting on the field, but I think they need to hit in the front office as well going forward. I know he's still a part of the team, but also behind the bench and who, you know, I know Terry, Terry took over, but I don't think that's the long-term plan for the club. But I think, obviously, behind the bench, they need to they need to hit it out of the park, hopefully, with their next uh, the manager that would take over, whether it's at the, at the end of the season, whether it's... Uh, coming in within the next few weeks uh, of the season as well. But I think that as well needs to be addressed soon, hopefully sooner rather than later. But it's just unfortunate, honestly. It yeah. sucks. You know, I never want to see this club like this, man. And I just get, I was talking to, uh, <laughs> well, what you... to, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, just like you said, you were talking to people, just like, just to build on that, like, what are you guys, like in terms of just Keith, obviously you're plugged in with a lot of people that are either around the club or in the club yeah. or have played the club. You know what? What is your sort of perception of what's happening we're, with this club? Worth it. We were for some of us who were part of those teams that people consider and probably were one of the worst team, worst teams in club history in those in those years. And we're like, this is kind of the stuff we're hearing is is that toxic toxicity level is at the same the same same level. You would never think like back then it was just like I don't know. I couldn't even. Comp- so a lot of the things that was going on behind the scenes and you hear this stuff yeah. and these players and the stuff I'm hearing from you now about people trying to get coaches out and all that stuff, that's stuff all we went through that as well, right? And it's just like, after seeing the heights this club hit, you never thought we'd go back that way, ever, ever. Not like this, you oh, didn't think. Not, no, that's, no one yeah. saw it. Right? And I think that's so the that's, thing. Yeah, that, so that's that, what we've been saying. It's like, it's crazy that it's got to this again. Yeah, and I think that's that's the thing that has upset a lot of fans is that you know we went through this period of almost a decade right yeah. almost a decade of yeah futility right like it, it was just the, the club wasn't run right you know it, it's hard like you you know people got on players but like it's hard to get on players when they're not set up to succeed and that's exactly. what the feeling is now yeah. is that they haven't been set up from management to do the best work that they can do so it feels you're just right. It feels like we've gone backward, yeah. and really backward in that. In that yeah, step. And yeah. It, it it shouldn't now knowing what you know about what happened prior to 2015. You shouldn't be back in that space, but here no. we are now. Yeah, back in that space, and it just it, and that's what fans are really frustrated about. They feel like the club kind of hasn't learned enough lessons. Yeah, um, yeah. hasn't and hasn't moved with how the this this league for say what you want about MLS in terms of quality and things like that. Like it's not Europe, clearly. Yeah. But yeah. the league in terms of its quality moves at such a rate. It yeah. just it, not just like tiny steps now. It's leaps yeah. every season. It gets better and better and better. Yeah. And Toronto FC, in terms of from a management perspective, just haven't been able to build a roster that 
that is in the mold of what MLS is now. It's no, trying to yeah, like yeah. with with the way they're building the team this year and even last year to a certain extent. It's you're trying to build a team from when you were last successful in 2016, 2017. Yeah, well, you can't can, build a team like that, that anymore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and that's and that's I think that's the thing that people are like. Now this isn't beyond just being upset at the play. Like this is now, this is a Bill Manning problem, right? Yeah, this yeah. is a lot of this people is clear, are looking clearly, at this as yeah. a Bill Manning. Problem. Exactly, this is yeah. a president's problem. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Honestly, it's that's what we've just been talking about. The scenes like we never thought you'd see it, it like this. The people, oh, it's unfortunate. It sucks. It just sucks. Heath, you really said sucks. you said that you were kind of happy though, because then you wouldn't be on the worst TFC team in history. No? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll see, man. But obviously, you always want the club. You want to see the club do well, you know. Always, you don't want to see them like this. Well, I was like, going through, I was going through videos just like last yeah. week and clearing stuff up from my phone, and I got to the MLS final videos. I was like, wow, yeah. what a time! Like, I just remember just that whole day. I have like all the photos, yeah. all the videos, everything being there. And then I'm like waking up in the morning and just seeing like a nil-nil or like a, a loss. And every single time I'm getting it, I'm like, what's happened? And then going on Twitter is just so like hostile and toxic. And I don't know if we want to even talk about the Mark, Any Mark Anthony K situation. Mm. Like now he's gone. He's traded. I guarantee you he's going to kill it in New England. Oh, for sure. I, yeah, I think I again, <laughs> it, it's one of those things where you get set up to succeed, right? And and, and yeah. you know, it, it, I just I don't. Th these players came here with a vision of what it could be, but in mm -hmm. in truth, they were never yeah. put in that sort of spot where they could be the sort yeah. of show the best of their talents. Yeah, they sold their dream. Yeah, hundred percent. You said. And who's that? Like, who's the Argentinian guy that's come in? Oh, Franco Ibarra. Yeah, yeah, from Atlanta, and he said, don't, tra don't, "Don't trade me to the yeah. first team in the league." Crazy, well, it, it crazy, but you kind of understandable, right? Yeah, like, and then yeah. that's a whole thing. Like that, that is a whole other thing with him in Atlanta, and the way that uh, loans work yeah, in MLS, where essentially they have no say in where they go, um, <laughs> where players go. Um, so basically he just got told one day you're going to Toronto and he's like, well, I want to come in and train and they wouldn't even let him in the training facility. Oh, right. So that's, that's right. Like you can kind of understand his reaction and yeah, then to you are going to the worst team. Like I kind of understand, like, I mean, a lot of fans were really upset about the way he handled it. And I, I get that too, yeah. but from a human perspective, because a lot oh, of people 100%. forget as well. Yeah. That you know, this is a guy who had had just now moved his family over to the U.S. They finally got their their documents set up, their you know their green card set up, all that, and now it's like, oh, you gotta go do it all over again, and you get no say in it. Um, yeah. And you know, it, it's just I get it now. He's now since then he's now been introduced to the press in Toronto. He's apologized. Mm -hmm. He's now saying the right things, and we'll see. I mean, this will be his first game. Probably we'll see him tonight. It tonight, right? he starts yeah. or whether eventual probably his first game um so we'll see how he does like he's a good player i won't you know, yeah have, like he's a holding builder he, you know i've seen him a couple of times for atlanta he's solid yeah i mean is he what toronto need right now I, i'd probably say no but <laughs> at the same time right right at this point you, you're just trying to get quality right you're just trying to get yeah. quality for the rest of the season and, and see what happens Damn. So what do you what do you think is the best case just as a fan do you think is best case scenario rest of the season for this for this team that could happen in 
And what would you like to see? Or what do you think? Because, I mean, obviously the season pretty much is lost. But yeah, let's see this last part of the season. What, 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 what do you think? Best case scenario. Best case scenario to me is that you start to get the younger players minutes and like significant minutes, you know, yeah. like minutes that matter, not garbage yeah. time minutes when you're yeah, down four yeah. nil or anything like that, like actual minutes where you're putting them in positions to try to win games. Mm-hmm. Um, because for too long, I think, and, and Keith, maybe you could speak to this a little bit because obviously you're the footballer, so you'll know, but like, you know, the, the fact that all Toronto FC in terms of youth development can develop players up to a certain point and then it doesn't, they go buy someone else to take yeah. the spot, right? It always, it, yeah. it, it always is a sort of a blocking, something yeah. blocking a young player from getting real minutes. Um, like you look at Jaquille right now. Like I know, we're going to bring, like yeah. His, yeah, his preferred position is where Lorenzo Insigne plays, and he's not yeah. going to play over Lorenzo, right? Exactly. Unless he's hurt. So, you know, if Lorenzo goes, if he stays, I don't know what that is going to be, obviously. Terry Dunfield obviously plays a different formation than than Bob Bradley tends to play more 4-4-2. Um, so, and look, Jaquiel played at his preferred position last game, and okay, it ended up being a loss, but I thought he was great. I thought he yeah. played really well at least in the first half, he showed what a lot of people have been talking about, you know, in terms of his, his ability to get on the ball and make things happen and, yeah. and you know, has such a IQ and smarts for the game. So that's what I think is best case scenario yeah. for TFC right now is that those mm-hmm. young players start to develop and get real minutes and, and things like that. But like Keith, like I, I just like to get your sort of thoughts on that. Cause obviously you were in a similar position at one yeah. point at TFC, right? And that's, that's a conversation we've been talking about too, as well is like, yeah, there's so much talent here and, and at that academy. And I've seen it. We've even had players that have come. So I'm coaching right now with Oscar at um, York United Academy. Yeah. We have players that are getting cut and coming to play with us. And the quality, quality kids, these are 15, 16, 17-year-old kids that are there's amazing quality. But I've seen and we've seen it. And we look, and I think we mentioned this before with you, of players like uh, a Liam Frazier that I don't know how you can let go. A player like... Um, I'm, I'm sure he didn't get it at the time he, he could have, but I think if he did, he it could have been different for him, like a Jordan Hamilton, Jay Chapman, these type of guys who had that, who had their chances there, a little bit of chance there, but never were able to, They, I don't know, for whatever reason, like you said, players coming in, if there's a Michael Bradley, Liam Frazier, there's no way he's playing over, Liam Frazier's playing over a player like that. Yeah, And it just sucks, because I feel like since maybe Ashton and Daniil, which is, over a decade ago, those are the only real players we think of who really established themselves from the academy, just from the academy, just established themselves, maybe forgetting some in the latter years mm-hmm. that really played and really had a career at this club. I think maybe I'm forgetting some in the, in the mix, but um, no, I think you're pretty you're pretty right. Like right? If you think about it, the only academy players that came out and got sold so, for any type yeah. of like for money right like in terms of like their contracts were purchased by a club who was like i want that player yeah right is Daniel and Jaden nelson and that Jaden nelson, right? second player was last year this this offseason which is crazy right yeah. so it's taken yeah. it is crazy right it's taken that long so you know you you know players go on freeze you know you, yeah. you, you, you all this time and like developing a play as you know now as a coach in the academy like developing players running an academy yeah. is not not no. cheap to do that. So they're so, so they're spending a lot of money to develop these players and then not playing them, and then we're right? Not, and then and we're not, not getting them. opportunities. Yeah. It just, it, like it, you, you start to question, you know, 
you know, obviously this may change. Who knows? Like you, you, like you yeah. said, Terry may not be the long-term solution. Probably won't. But, you know, he knows a lot of these young players, right? He's, he's yeah. worked with yeah. the academy through the age groups. You know, he was, I think he was U-17s before he got, 17s, got yeah. the interim. Yeah. So so from that perspective, like a lot of those guys are now getting minutes. Like Lazar uh, Stavanovic now is on their 16-year-old. Yes, those plays center his, back. Yeah. Looks decent. Like, yeah, of course, got a lot to learn. Like, don't get me wrong, but like to come yeah. out in in your first two eight, you, the first two appearances and look solid, that's good, right? Like Demi's getting time now. Um, you know, so the, there there are young players that are now. This is partly out of necessity because there's so yeah. many injuries. Yeah, there have been so many injuries, but I think now it's got to be beyond just injuries. I think now you're really going to have to see what you, what you really have. And like everybody will say, well, they got like half a last season to do that. I still don't think that's enough time. Like half a season isn't really like you're asking a 17, 18, 19 year old player, you know, to just let alone be an adult and try to figure out how you, how you're going to become an adult (laughs) in life. Yeah, right. Exactly. And then now you're asking them to go out and be a match winner every single week. Every There's single a reason week, yeah. why those 16, 17 year olds in Europe that end up being superstars, they're rare. They're rarer than people yeah. think they are. And I think everybody thinks every 16 year old should be playing first team minutes and, and, and bossing everything. And that's just the majority of times. It's just not the reality. Not of the reality. They need time. No. Yeah. They need to adjust, grow up, get there. Say with Martin Odegaard right now. At yeah. Arsenal. <laughs> Yeah, right. right. Yeah. That's a perfect example. Yeah. Give, exactly. Yeah. You get you get doubted as a wonder kid. You grow up, you realize how difficult it is when you're 18, 19. Gotta go on loan a couple times. Sometimes it'll work, sometimes it won't. You look at like right. Alan, remember of that Christian kid who went to Barca, Alan Halilovic, the team the next mm-hmm. Nothing came about it. I think he's yeah. playing it like Croatia now. But yeah, there's yeah. so many of them that you can think of. But- no, Jaquil's one for sure because he's very highly rated, and but he just needs to – he has the right situation around him there at the club. I think that's a kid that can definitely flourish, and I hope I, we can see we can see that these last um, couple months of the season because he's a kid I like. I like his – and I hear he's a good kid and got a good head on his shoulders, but I hope he's one. He's one of them that can, that can get a chance to show what he, show what he can do, right? So yeah. We'll see, but. Yeah, and I think that goes back – but that goes back to what you were saying earlier about the 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 president and the club and being in the right yeah. environment and the question is right now if are you getting that from the top right are you yeah. getting that environment are the people that are supposed to be making those decisions providing a great environment for those young players to develop in? i yeah. don't know if that's the case right now it doesn't feel like it at the no. moment no no, but I hear I hear they're bringing back. I don't I can't say much, but I hear they're bringing back a familiar face to be I've around there. I, and I I hear okay, I'm sure you heard it too. So yeah. and I've heard a few of the guys on the first team are excited that face will be back, and they say they need that kind of energy in there. So I think that that will be good, and I hope I hope that's not the the last face. I think they see. I hope there should be some other faces to get it back in there to help this club turn it around. But um. Well, you have any more? I don't. We don't want to take Mike's time too much. He's got a big game tonight to watch. Well, I, w- I wanted to ask just more so about the away days because obviously, yeah. I love the idea of an away day. It's not very common, I don't think, in North America, just because of t- travel and all of that. This year, um, 
how many away days have you got planned is this your first one of the year is this what's what's going on talk to me about that yeah this is, this is yeah this is my first one well okay. with tfc this will be my first one of the year nice. um again like you like you said like it's really hard to do away days in mls but you know your, yeah, your nearest so rival far. is six hours away by drive <laughs> Right. Yeah. So so it's not like in England or in, in other places in Europe where you can hop on a train and be there in like an hour or two hours. Right. Like it's yeah. it's it's a, it's a decent trek you got to make to do away day. So you got to be really committed to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and in terms of what like away days are like or the vibe in terms of MLS away days, like obviously it's not you're not going to have the massive, massive crowds. Right. I mean, you I mean, if you think about. You know, if you think about a big away days for TFC, like obviously Columbus back in the day were big away days where you travel yeah. a lot of people. Um, obviously, everybody thinks of Montreal. That's the one that usually gets most people. Mm-hmm. Um, but like even I remember, so we've done Chicago a couple of times. Um, and I remember during the, the 2017 run, um, we played a pretty critical game against Chicago, who at the time were battling with us for top of the league. Um, and that was with Bastian Schweinsteiger was still playing for the, for them at that time and legend and and stuff like that. Right. Exactly. Right. And, and, you know, that was like, we, we filled the away end, um, or the away section uh, for that game. Right. And that was the game where I I forgot, I think Marky scored and I think, and definitely Jovinko scored at the death. Um, I remember the the scenes. Yeah, the scenes, right? Like the absolute yeah. scenes, right? Like so, you guys are you guys so are in yeah. the one corner, right? I remember that. Yeah, you guys are yeah, 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 the yeah. old stadium. Yeah, in their old yeah. stadium. Um, oh yeah, the right there. Yeah, yeah. So like, uh, you know, they're they're great, right? Like away days are they're you know that's the saying the away days are the best days are you know a reason, right? Like you, mm-hmm. you go in with people you know and and you're in a in enemy territory, quote unquote. Yeah. Um. And, and you obviously they're supporting your team, but it's a it's a different vibe when you're winning and then when you're not. Um, <laughs> yeah. And everybody knows it. Yeah. yeah but I, I mean, it's still a, it's still a fun time. You still find a way to to make it Enjoy fun. It. And obviously, yeah, you know, and obviously in Chicago is a great town, and uh, and obviously yeah. you've got so many other things to do too on top of the football. So, of course, yeah, that's so cool. Amazing. I want to. Yeah, I would love to do an MLS away day. We need to do it. Maybe we'll schedule it next year. Chicago, Keith and I will be there in the summer. We'll yeah. do it. Hey, man, Chicago is a vibe in the summer, man. Yeah, it's hot. Today, it's hot today, bro. It's yeah. hot. Really? Like humid. It's it's kind of gross outside. I'm not going to lie. Like oh. It's like 35 and humid. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, what time's kickoff? We're going to be like 7.30. So oh, it's going to be we're so, but cool 7.30 Central. So it's going to be, it'll still be oh, right. hot. Like, it's it's still be hot. still going to be hot. Yeah, that's still be off. Jeez. You gotta enjoy that. You gotta enjoy that. <laughs> I'm getting I'm yeah, overcast and rain right now. So <laughs> I, I wish I could go for a little bit of that. Yeah. Well, Mike, thank you again for yes, uh for joining you, us quickly. Before you leave, get uh let the people know where to find the podcast, where to find you, and anything else you need to share before you leave if you need. Yeah, man. Um, I'm, 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 you know, Twitter ain't dead yet. It's close though. Um, so if you <laughs> like following me there, I'm at football saves. Um, I am now on threads. I barely use it, but if okay. you feel inclined to follow me there, I'm at, uh, Mikey N one sixteen. um, there. And then the podcast, 
podcast, uh, Toronto Till I Die. Um, yeah. We're on all the socials. Just search Toronto Till I Die and you'll find us. Love it. Uh, and then, uh, of course, we do the live show Mondays at 7 p.m. Yeah. on YouTube. So, um, again, search Toronto Till I Die on YouTube. You'll find us there and subscribe. Amazing. Perfect. Well, thank you again for joining us. And I'm sure we'll Thanks talk soon. Sure yeah, we'll talk yeah soon. absolutely, boys. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Anytime, anytime. Later. We're back, man. Short intermission. Shout out to Mike. <laughs> Shout out to Mike. Shout out to the Toronto Till I Die pod. Yeah, I don't to listen. He's, He's a, a great follow. guy. He's Here a great guy. Yeah. Yeah. Just what I love about him, and I didn't get to give him his flowers, is that Toronto is so bad. And this, this, as he said, they're a mess. Three wins. And he's still doing an away day. Still going yeah. to Chicago. Still spending his own money to go and support to them. Go. So, like, that just speaks volumes to the exactly. type of guy he is and the the loyalty and the love that he has for the club. So the if, club. You, yeah. if you are a TFC fan and you, you are um, wanting to keep tabs more so on what's happening there, definitely go and check out the Toronto Till I Die pod and check out their socials. They, they do great little clips on Twitter. If you don't want to listen to the whole thing, obviously I encourage you to do the whole thing, but um, great little clips that break down some of their, uh, the key parts of mess, as you would say this year. <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely the best uh, uh, TFC podcast. But back to the regularly scheduled programming, Keith Makubia, can you hear me? Yep. Can you hear me? I just want to make sure the volume's up. Because rice, rice, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Rice. Rice, baby. Announced today. Finally. And I've watched clips. And I've watched a lot of things. I'm genuinely excited by the move. And the one thing that I'm going to say is the one thing that I've completely overlooked and really maybe just not understood. I did not know that he was 24 years old. What? So you thought he was older? I thought he was a little bit older because he's been around for a while. It feels like. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, I know he's 24. And that so, the, the reason why he's 24, and I think he signed a four or five-year deal, yeah. gets me a little bit more excited because I think if a year under Arteta in the system, I don't know if he's going to hit the ground running and be fantastic or if it's going to take him a season, whatever it may be. But in if he can go into his peak of like the 26, 27, 28, and develop into a better player of himself, that would be yeah. amazing. And that's that was like my main takeaway from it. That Yeah, so like he, he should be playing his best years of his career at Arsenal. Right? Yeah. You think. That's what I'm thinking. You think, yeah. You hope, obviously. Obviously, yeah, I hope. But no, I mean, massive, massive fucking signing for them, of course, right? And they, for me, they've done the best work, obviously, so far. I know it's still early in the window, but they've done the best work. They got it done quickly, which you like to see your clubs do. Before a and, before a, a big like cross country travel, like cross world travel. Yeah, preseason you want as many players you know you're having for that season in as yeah. as possible, right? Agreed, bro. Because if you don't, if you have someone join, say like deadline day, they've missed 
a good amount of time, a good amount of preparation. And right. like, yeah, like, fucking... we, like, like we said, you might hit the ground running if that happens, or you might just be like, nah, you're not going to get fit in. And I think with yeah. like a, with a pep, with an Arteta, obviously kind of like same-ish vibes, you can probably say it under Tunhag. If he signs a guy in deadline day, he's not going to play them right away. Yeah, you know, let them time, get to right? yeah, get to know the system, put it in place, might miss one or two games, then get slowly incorporated. You play those preseason games, you go abroad, you with the team, there's a yeah. your likelihood of starting opening game is way higher. Oh, yeah, of course, right? Of course, you'd have to be. So you'd yeah, you that timber, Yurian Timber. I really I I can't say much. I don't know much about him. I've seen clips. I've watched some little bits about him, read some things in terms of tactical analysis of what they could do with him, where he could play. Um, seems like a good signing. Again, younger guy. If you start looking at the whole Arsenal squad, a lot of them are going into like that 23, 24-year-old range. Yeah. And they're like locking down long-term contracts. So in terms of thinking i know we were just at it with mike but the bill manning the five-year plan hopefully that five-year plan doesn't fucking screw us over <laughs> yeah but no he's good i like i like that signing it's a good cover right he might not be a player that's gonna st- come in and like be a, a starter but like you said last year when you have an injury then rob holding's coming in you don't want to fucking see that obviously no. so you have a young player like that who i think he'll play right back too is um is encouraging and then, uh, did we talk about Havertz? I think we did. I just said, we said the price tag was ridiculous. Don't know where he's actually going to play. Yeah, that's the main thing, that I think, though, is where you're playing him. Yeah. But he, it's... I guess he's vers- versatile. You can play, which is always good as a player. You can play in different positions. But what's his best position? I don't even know what his fucking best position is. When he was at Leverkusen doing well, and we say well, he was younger and doing that. He's up front. And... Like a false nine? Kind of, yeah. And he was scoring like a lot of headers. He was just in the box. Um, I don't know where they're going to play him. I've seen him. He's going to play as like an eight going forward. He might play up front. He might like overload and just like help in overload situations. Kind of like what when Odegaard floats to a side and forces an overload. I think they wanted something where he could do that a little bit more because Shaka tried to do it and could do it a little bit, but he obviously wants someone with a little bit more technical ability to overload and create. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think he has legs, bro. I don't like, like if, you're, if your midfield's going to be what, Rice, Odegaard, and, and the Havertz, I don't think that's enough legs. I don't want it to be. I want it to be Partey, Rice, Odegaard. Odegaard? And yeah. I, think, I think if that's the case, I think the next part, and I've said it on this pod, I think the next level that Rice takes is being able to go forward. And so it's almost going to be like you can join the, his growth and his game will be joining the attack and yeah, becoming more scoring, lethal. Yeah. There's more G, G goal involvement, all that. Yeah. That, and has to, Part- that has to be. Yeah. And if Partey can sit and let those two guys go up, and then in defending, Rice can still drop back. So it really will be like a box to box midfielder. Yeah, he has to be, especially fucking paying those numbers for a player. Man, you need to. Yeah, you have to see obviously his, his game develop and see. But no, I think two out of or how many votes is on Havertz? 
Timber two and of, Timber. Two out of the three I like. Obviously, two out of three signings. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, we'll I'm, see. I'm, I don't know. Maybe they're not even done. They're definitely. I don't think they're done. Do you think they're done? They spent a lot of money. I Might think be a little. I don't know if they're done. I think there's still like maybe some outgoings. That... Some outgoings probably. Yeah, Poe, Cedric, leave, please. Um, <laughs> I can't. And then there's all the rumors about what's going to happen with Balogun and Enketia. Enketia yeah. just signed, but Balogun, I think they're putting like a forty-five mil like price tag on him, which is I think a lot. Um. But I think that's just like to feel. But that would interest. be. I think that would be the move though to sell him. Yeah, if he's coming out saying he wants to play first team, he doesn't want to be not... like potential. He's, yeah, he tore it up in France. He did well in France, but it's it's not the same, is it? And you got Jesus, you got Enketia, and Balogun, and really those two are fighting for the number two. And then now that you have Havertz, I'm sure he can play, but he's going yeah, to have so. some time there too. So I think he'll be gone. Yeah. 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 There's definitely some outings that need to be made, but I think they, I don't know when they're flying to the States. I think it's next, next week because the uh, All-Star game is early. In the, oh, probably maybe this weekend they are. I think you, because you texted me, games... you, want, you wanted me to go to the one game against Man U and it was like on the 21st or 22nd no, but or they, something. But they play against MLS next week is the All-Star game. Uh, okay. Is that the one? Mid, remember... Midweek. Oh, okay, no, because yeah. they play. They play. Uh, that's in DC. But then the yeah, or um, the United Arsenal game is yeah, maybe the week after in New York or something. Next yeah, weekend, something like that. Yeah, that would have been great. Do you yeah, think? Um, do you think that um, Ten Hag is getting very frustrated with the transfer window? Yeah, he must be. But there's still a lot of time. But like you said, you want to have him in as early as possible. But I think. The way the situation is at United with the owners and all this bullshit going on, you knew it was never going to be quick. Nothing was ever going to be quick this window, which is yeah. unfortunate, but that's just how it is. But slowly but surely, I think, obviously, Mount is in. Now it looks like Onana will be done early this week, next week, which is great. Initial, like an area we needed to address. We yeah. Need a fucking goalkeeper badly. Are you going to give De Gea his flowers, though? Or, like, well, he, I watched the... Like a montage of his saves. Obviously, I didn't watch the montage of like fuck ups. <laughs> he he has made some yeah, he's, absolutely he's ridiculous a, saves. Yeah, he's a ridiculous shot stopper at times, but he also has so many fucking howlers. It's crazy. But that's oh. what I guess that's keepers, man. At the end of the day, like fuck. Yeah, it happens sometimes, but like Golden Gloves. He was uh, there. For, he was there. For, he was at the club for a long time. Long time. Long time. It was thirteen. It was a long time. I forget how much it was, but it was a long time. But um, if you're there when Fergie was there, that's like that's what trips me out now because I see with the Arsenal squad, I want to keep bringing it back to Arsenal. But like you see, like oh, the last of like Wenger era, and then you see like United, and you see like yeah. De Gea leaving, and it's like oh, he's one of the last of that's the, the, that was the last one, right? Yeah, the last one of the Fergie era, and you're like, wow, one, we're getting old, two, just football's moving on. But he's been yes, there for man. time, bro. It's mad, but he, um, yeah, because I remember when he first came, there's so many doubts because he was so small, not small and stuff, but skinny, like, oh, this guy can't do this, can't do that, can't be United number one. But I think, hey, it's unfortunate he didn't have great teams in front of him for the majority of those years. So I think he did what he could, he could but it was time to move on. And now it's time. I'm glad that uh, Ten Hag decided on that and 
Onana coming in looks like he's the, the keeper that uh Tenag needs for his system. Ball ball playing uh keeper, which nowadays everybody can feel like every keeper need to be able to play the fucking ball. Yeah, game. you need to be. Right. So um he, I'm excited. He, he, he loves he's his like 20, I think he's guys. like twenty yeah, yeah, exactly. I think he's like twenty six, maybe twenty seven. So yeah, for a keeper yeah. really, really, yeah. He was great with into this season. You know, if you saw any of Champions League anything, he's fantastic. Um Yeah, and you ever hear those words of Pep was saying like, so are the fucking press because he's the fucking like eleventh player yeah. on, the, on the pitch, right? So hopefully that can help. Uh this season, I'm sure. Don't see a fucking keeper kicking the ball out of bounds or fucking to Harry Maguire at the back. So We'll see, man. But I will see what's next because now I think the K looks like the keeper's done. I think they said the next on the list is a striker. Yeah, you have to. That's the one you say. said. You said area of addressing and goalkeeper. That's sorted. Midfielder, you brought in Mount. You have to get a striker. We need a number nine. Yeah. Or do we you think? Or do you think Sancho, Rashford, and who could be your other winger? Anthony. Do you think that could then, be the front three? Or no, I mean it could be, but then in terms the of backup, Sancho, but yeah, in terms of backup and the way Sancho's been playing, like if Sancho's starting and going to be playing, then you need to see fucking, we need to see the numbers, right? Rashford got this thirty, what thirty plus goals and assists this season, and it was mostly from the wing too. So, and we need a number nine. We need a number nine. We need to address. It. We need a fucking number nine, and. um but no, I'm uh, optimistic. We'll see. We gotta get this. Uh, we gotta get this fucking ownership figured out and see what happens. I don't know. What's, oh, yeah, you do. It's gonna take forever. But that's what's kind of hindering them at this point. Kind of. But who fucking knows, man? Off the pitch, how do you feel about your away kit? I like it. Also, I, I like these it kids. Well. Like, I I don't like to judge them until you see them on the pitch, too. But I, I like. I think my favorite one is the white one. The white one's fucking unbelievable. The third kid. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah, devil. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that one's unbelievable. I might buy that one this year. That one's my favorite, I think. Yeah, Adidas a... did well with a few clubs. They seem to put more effort into certain clubs. Yeah. I don't know if you saw I, I'm bringing, like, but did you see what Adidas did for the rice announcement today? Yeah, I saw like shit the, all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Like that, even just like that little type of small thing. They're obviously, yeah. obviously, that might be just be like, I think Rice is an, he's obviously an Adidas athlete as well, which helps. Yeah, but that helps too. Yeah. It just seems like they put a little bit more effort and TLC, if you will, into certain clubs. And other ones yeah. are just like, yeah, you get this template. Yeah, that's it. Okay, cool. Yeah, I know. Have you, do you watch the, uh, you know what I watched um, maybe a couple of weeks ago? Have you ever watched that Wenger, Wenger documentary or anything? The no, Wenger I doc- haven't. I haven't seen it yet. Watched it, man. It's pretty cool. But um, he said something after, uh, which is interesting because you guys haven't fucking won it then. But he said the club changed once they achieved that uh, invincibles. Like it was such a big goal for the club that something changed in there. Like the ambition, something changed. He said, and now when I was thinking, I was like, man, I know we've seen City doing this and finally getting that Champions League. Maybe this is maybe. Maybe this is how the tables will turn next year. This dominance may end. 
Oh, I would love it. I would love it. Um, the yeah. city dominance, man, because it said something changed. I was like, oh, that's kind of fucking crazy to think. It was like, yeah, some, once they achieved that, little, like, that wake was off their shoulders. And it changed the ambitions of a lot of players and felt it, blah, blah, blah. Like, uh, we'll see. Let's see what city what city's on, man. Yeah, I think they're just a weird one. You can't really... Because, bro, we've seen it this year. We've seen it other years. They start off the season not doing well, doing whatever, and then they just flick a switch and they just like breeze past and just collect W's like it's fucking go kart and like you're just collecting coins, bro. Like, but you're seeing this year, like, who they're saying looks like Kyle Walker might leave. You see that too? Yeah, the Bayern. Um, who else is out the door? Bernardo, you still don't know. Bernardo, you don't Grindelwanda's, know. Grindelwanda's gone. Yeah, but um, they got possibly Laporte leaving. He'll probably leave. Probably will be in too, but like, I don't know. And it's also so hard. Like, it's so hard to judge now because things are obviously still going to happen still like a month and a half. It's like every single day there's a, there's a speculation about a certain player and a certain thing and whatever's going on. Obviously... We're just keeping tabs on what's happened so far, but yeah, the uh, we're about a month, a month away from opening game in the Premier League. Just crazy. Who do you guys play first week? Nah, Forest. Maybe about Wolves. It's Wolves or something. I'm actually Forest going. League. I'm going to a Wolves game this year. In the at, at Wolves at Wolves home section, one of the boys. Shout out to Luis. He um knows the goalkeeping coach and it's uh, gonna he's gonna he's gonna sort out tickets so we're gonna do a, a night in wolverhampton how um, far is that from you i think it's like an hour and a half maybe two i have no fucking idea but i'm uh i'm looking forward to molyneux go to the stadium yeah, i would have loved yeah, yeah. to i would have loved to have seen fucking ruben nevers and um oh my god raul jimenez in their primes just like Oh, and Troyore, like when they were just going at it, and Moutinho, it would have been unreal. But yeah, gonna make it a weekend. It's the only one I got scheduled as of right now. I'm trying to get entering a ballot for tickets for Arsenal. It's just gonna be a pain this year. So I'm hoping to go to a Champions League night, and then yeah, we'll see. Yeah, go to Champions League. But man, what a 80th episode! 80, man, crazy. It's a nice humid fucking day, July fifteenth, 80th episode. Oh. I'm trying to I'm trying to see if any footballers ever wore the number 80. No chance. No chance. That's a fucking academy kid. Yep. First one that comes up, Cole Palmer. Yeah, I was just I was honestly just about to say <laughs> it too. I was, I was trying to think of I've seen someone fucking play with 80. Yeah, yeah sure. Cole Palmer. Did Shut you see to... talk about yeah? Did you see that fucking ending of that game? I was watching it. Did you the under twenty ones, under under twenty ones. Yeah, I did. I was actually yeah. I was I was watching it. And Holy fuck! Could not believe it. He was actually fantastic in that game. Yeah, uh, he was doing really well. He was doing bits. Um, I really liked him. I don't. I can't stand Anthony Gordon, even though he won like player of the tournament or something. But I don't like. Yeah, I don't like him either. Actually, the fact that that keeper made that double save crazy. 
to end it that was such a soft pen as well when i was like so what it's like there's no way that's a pen and then they gave it and i was like oh my god yeah that double save was incredible and that's the that's the keeper that just got sold from city to burnley for like 20 million or something yeah 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 yeah. young kid yeah fuck man but the talent and you see like what they've been doing in these tournaments with you like I think the World Cup is coming for them soon, man. 2026 might be it. You know who's holding them back? Who? South Southgate. You think it's just Southgate? It's got to be, bro. You see all of these guys playing. Like, There's no problem anymore where it was like that golden era with Lampard, Scholes, Gerrard, Beckham, all of that. There was no animosity amongst them. All these guys are boys. All of them are besties. They're hanging out. They're fucking doing whatever. Yeah. Like, they all have great managers that they're playing under, that play great football. It's Southgate. Yeah. Bro, you're telling me right now, I'm just using it as an example, my man was playing Saka at left wing back. He's He's a right winger. He's playing right wing. Like, now. And it's like, that game against France, like, Rash put Rashford on. Get Rashford on the pitch. Yeah, I know. You should have started that. Fucking, like, that was e- wild. Easy. You know what I mean? And it's like those little decisions that he's made affects England. Yeah, because the amount of talent they have, I mean, it's, still, it's not stopping. All these young teams, these young kids, it's fucked. So they should. If they don't win, if they don't win one in this era, it would be fucking shame. Really. Yeah, that would be. They got Euros next summer. Euros next oh, Euro. Summer, yeah, too. even a Euro. Yeah, true. So even a Euro. In Germany, I'm gonna try and get out there. I'm hoping for a weekend, quick flight. That'd be and, sick. Yeah, go catch to, one at the the Dortmund Stadium. From the yeah, either to Dortmund or to Munich or just to somewhere wherever's like cheapest, ideally to go to. Or if Croatia makes it, if they're playing somewhere, then easiest. But and if uh, hopefully play on a weekend, then make that work. But I definitely want to go and catch at least a game. How many games are le- or qualifying just started? No. It kind of just started because they had like the Nations League tied in with it. But the qualifiers, I think they got like two more in September, two yeah, in October, season. and maybe like one or two in November. Yeah, and it was wrapped up. Okay, yeah. Yeah. True, yeah, next summer would be nice. I know. So much football, man. So much to look forward to. But yeah, the Cole Palmer episode, man, number 80. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, if you made it to this point, Thank you for listening. We obviously appreciate you. Um, yeah, like we said, we loved having Mike on. Having him talk about TFC is always a pleasure. So I hope you yes. enjoyed that part of it. Um, if your team's signing anybody or your team wants to sign anybody and you need to let us know who those transfers are, what you're thinking about certain moves, let us know, man. Jump in the DMs, fill them up. And uh, let's get it started. One month till Premier League, one month till football's back and all the craziness so um we can't wait shout out to you another episode just offside podcast later days peace